You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. Burn, Hollywood, burn. I smell a riot going on. First they're guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie, but it'll take a black one to move me. Get me the hell away from this TV. All this news and views are beneath me. So all I hear about is shots ringing out about gangs putting each other's head out. So I'd rather kick some slang out. All right, fellas, let's go hang out. Hollywood or would they not make us all look bad like I know they had. But some things I'll never forget, yeah. So step and fetch this For all the years we looked like clowns. The joke is over, smell the smoke from all around. Welcome to episode 12. This is the Think 180 podcast. This is Chris Baker from Inc. 180 Ministries in Oswego, Illinois. Joined as always by producer extraordinaire Kyle Craning. <laughs> hey, hey. New dad, master of no sleep. Yes, sir. But uh, we're glad to be back here for uh, for episode 12 this morning. We were out last week. I was under the weather, but I'm much better now. Uh, hope you guys had a great week. <laughs> We've got some craziness to talk about today on today's episode. Um, so we're just going to get right on to, into it, but of course that was a classic, a throwback from my younger life, Public Enemy with Burn Hollywood Burn. I think it was pretty fitting for what we're going to talk about today. Harvey Weinstein. Man, where do we start here? <laughs> where do we start? I guess we start by saying this probably came as a shock to nobody, um, I think we've all kind of known that there was this kind of activity taking place in Hollywood for a long time. And it's just, uh, it's, it's blown up. It's like every day there's more and more that's coming out. And I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out and <clears throat> please do, do not misinterpret my words that I'm about to say. Um, I'm glad that this came out. I'm not glad that any of this happened by any means. Um, but I am glad that this is coming out and this is getting the scrutiny and the attention that it so deserves because, um, we're going to, we're going to hear more and more about these wealthy executives, actors that have been doing this for years. And, um, hopefully it will bring, bring together some change in Hollywood, but, um, you know, it's, <laughs> Alyssa Milano came out with a brilliant tweet with and started restarted reignited the the hashtag Me Too uh, that was created to talk about sexual abuse and and uh, harassment and it uh, it's it's brought another whole firestorm uh, as a part of this which I think is great it's a, it's starts this conversation into a much deeper level. And um, she, you know, she asked people who had dealt with sexual harassment and, and sexual abuse to put the hashtag Me Too. And of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're anywhere on social media, that's like all you saw. It yep. was like men, women um, from from all different backgrounds everywhere um, putting this hashtag Me Too. And, you know, it's it's. This situation with Harvey Weinstein is horrific, and it's gone on for decades. Um, 
people knew about it. People protected him. And, and let's also be clear, he is not the only one. Um, there's gonna be, we're going to hear a lot more about these. And, uh, you know, I, I hope he pays the penalty for, for what he did. And, you know, I, of course, there's a lot of stuff we don't know and may never know. But it's like every day more and more people are coming forward. And it, it's just, <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling. But the good thing that these people are coming forward. Though. Absolutely. I mean, the, you know, I, I can't imagine I've never been in that position, but the, the, the bravery, the courage that it takes for somebody that has dealt with that kind of horrific abuse in their lives for them to be able to come forward and talk about that is, is a huge thing. And it's a, it's a thing that some probably can't ever do. And it's um, because of what it does to you. And for them to come forward and, and talk about it and educate and start these conversations is, is a good thing. Um, you know, of course the abuse isn't just a Hollywood thing. It's a rampant thing that's going on in, in this country and across the world. And, you know, we deal with, deal with it here with things like domestic violence and, and also sex trafficking. So um, we're glad that this conversation is taking place now. I um. I did read some stuff though online that was very disturbing. Um, in addition, you know, in line with this, where some women were just throwing out blanket stuff on men, and I got, <laughs> I, got I got really pissed. I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm not like that, right? Like, I'm not abusive. I'm not, you know, I don't cat call. I don't, you know, I'm a decent human being, you right? Know? I, and no, I don't want an award for that. I'm just a decent human right. being. Right, I'm a good know? person." because uh, that's what we're supposed to be. Right? right. And, but I'm reading some of this stuff and I'm like, wait, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I understand there's a fire right now, but let's, let's look at this a different way. And so I, I was like, well, what can I, like, I want to say something about it, but I didn't want to offend and I didn't want it to come out the wrong way or come across the wrong way. So I started putting a hashtag out there that said, I'm not like Harvey. And I put it on the Inc. 180 page too. And it started a really cool conversation. Um, one that I didn't expect. And it, and it believe when I put that out, when I started putting that, it wasn't a snarky. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, well, um, I'm angry at you for saying that. So I'm going to say this. It wasn't that at all. It's like just simply, Hey, I wanted other guys to be like, we're not, we're not like that. So, uh, but I had some, some folks, that I really respect on my page that were like, Hey, look, you know, I, I understand what you're trying to say. Nobody thinks you're like that. And I'm like, well, I'm not saying anybody does. They're like, but <clears throat> it comes across a little harsh. I was like, all right, let's talk about it. So we talked about it and, um, it was, it was really cool. It was really productive. It was interesting and to hear both points of view. And so I decided to change it. And, um, a couple different people had had suggested changing the hashtag to I believe you. And she said, you know, or they said that that is more supportive of those who had been abused and it's more in line with what you, you are, you, you're there, you believe people, you listen, you help people. So I, I changed it. I'm like, that's really cool. I like that. Mm -hmm, so totally we put that out there and, and, we got some shirts made up for it that are uh, on the ink 180 page and stuff like that, because we are, we feel like we're, we're advocates. We're, 
someone to listen to, a safe place to listen and to help connect people with other needs that they may need in their recovery from whatever they've gone through. So it was a, it was a cool conversation, one that I didn't necessarily see coming. Right. Like I, in my mind, when I did that, I was like, well, this is what I mean by it. And people were like, no, no, we know what you mean. Like we're, we're cool. Like we don't have a, a problem with you, mm-hmm. you know, but right. say it this way. It's a little bit different. And so to, to take, and it was women that were saying that. And I was like, I, I respect that. I'll take that under, you know, and thought about it. And it didn't take me long to be like, yeah, they're totally right. man. we're going to change this up. So uh, it started some conversations and <laughs> some really cool stuff. I've seen, um, you know, there's some friends of mine that have organizations that do a lot of stuff to empower uh, empower girls. Uh, my friend Michelle Jenks has a program here in, in the Oswego area called Fusion, and she does awesome work to work with uh, junior high school girls and high school girls after school to do projects that are empowering and to spread awareness and, and all kinds of cool stuff in their schools. Um, there's some really cool things going on and we love that we get to partner up with folks and, and, and just be around to see what they're doing. I, I remember sitting with Michelle and she came here in the shop. She was on the board, her and her husband, Roger were on the board of our church at the time. And we're having a meeting one day and I have this, I don't know why, but I have this kind of uncanny knack for creating acronyms (laughs) for, for organizations and, Michelle came in and we had talked about what she wanted to do and this organization she wanted to found and, and stuff. And, um, I was like, all right, what can we call it? We get like, it's all about like energy and empowering girls. And we came up with fusion and it was female. I don't even remember what it is now. I'm going to have to ask her. I'm going to tell you guys on the next podcast. I should have Michelle come in. Yeah. That would be sweet. I'll get Michelle in here to talk about it. But, um, it's it's really cool what she's doing. So a lot of good stuff's going to come out of this. It's going to be a long road. We're going to hear a lot of horrible stories. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to hear about some actors. There's already stuff coming out. Ben Affleck knew about all this and so-and-so knew all about this. I I don't know what's what. I don't, I don't know. But Gloria Allred's already getting her stuff ready to go to town. And, you know, she is a... She is loaded for bear, man. Mm-hmm. She's going to go after him. Yep. And it, I, what I didn't know, I, I didn't know this, but um, Gloria Allred's daughter is an attorney. And she was Harvey Weinstein's attorney up until about a week ago Whoa. when she stepped down. Because when this all came out, she I guess they're friends. And she came to his, I don't want to say defense, but was serving as a legal counsel or advisor. And uh, she like two days later stepped down because her mom got involved with some of the the victims and her mom was like, Oh, I'll fight her in court. No, I'll fight my daughter in court. No problem. Huh. I'm like, dude, I, the last person I would want to oppose in a courtroom would be Gloria Allred. Right. She's, she's pretty gangster, but uh, it was interesting. I didn't, first of all, I didn't know that she had a daughter that was a lawyer and then, this whole thing, this connection, but craziness. No, I don't want any part of that family battle. No. Could you imagine? No. <laughs> but lawyers are kind of different though. They could, yeah. you know, kind of like a competition sometimes, you know, who can outlawyer the other. Yeah. Thanksgiving will be interesting in that. Oh, house, a, little sure. bit, a little bit. <laughs> so whatever. But yeah, I mean, be there for people. You know, I tell 
a lot of people ask me, uh, you know, quite often, like, you know, Chris, I'd, I'd love to just do something. I feel like, you know, whether it was after the Las Vegas massacre or whatever it is, whenever big stuff comes out, a lot of times people based on their past history, they feel like, you know, I want to do something like, I wish I could be there for those people. And like, you can, and you can just listen. Like a lot of people ask me, you know, what do you think your, your best attribute is in ministry? I said, it's my ability to shut my mouth and listen to people. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with tattoos or removing tattoos or reading from the Bible. I mean, I do all that, but it's, it's about, closing your mouth, listening intently and being there for somebody and being present, you know, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to be there and there's going to be a lot of people that kind of come together because of this. It sounds crazy that something so horrific could bring people together, but I think it's definitely, it's starting to do that already uh, with the conversations that are going on and, and different things. And, you know, We've, I've talked to a couple of friends that work in rape crisis centers and their calls have gone up and oh really people are like, yeah, I want to talk about this now. And I'm like, man, if nothing else comes out of this, the fact that some people will seek counseling, will seek therapy, will seek the, whatever it is that they need to be able to process things that have happened to them so that they can move in a, you know, it sounds wrong to say move forward. Uh, what I, what I intend, what I want to say is so people can get what they need to live their life and not be held down by that. Because a lot of my friends that have dealt with sexual abuse, it affects and, and it is, it's a horrific thing. And, um, but then folks that I know that have gotten the necessary help to process it and to, figure out how to use that to do something positive um, or just how to, to deal with and cope with things in their day-to-day life so that it doesn't just burden them every single day. Right. So we'll, uh, we'll keep talking about that. I will get Michelle in here. She's right here down the street, actually. Um, and I'd love to have her and talk about fusion and what she's doing um, in the future. So we'll definitely be doing that, but you know, listen to people, be there for people. You know, we all, unfortunately, we all know somebody that this is, this kind of stuff has happened to. So, you know, reach out, be there, listen, volunteer. If you need uh, guidance on places that need help, like places like Mutual Ground in Aurora, they deal with this stuff a lot. They have um, training. They, uh, they train rape crisis counselors to go into the hospitals and amazing work. Uh, so if you're looking for some kind of direction, we would love to help point you that way. You can reach out to us, uh, emails chris at inc180.com, or you can give me a call here at the facility, 630-554-1404. I'd love to help do that for you. Um, <clears throat> all right, so yesterday, I don't even know what the date was, October 20th. Right. We, um, we had a pretty cool experience. We, we got a phone call uh, a week ago from a man named Joel Levin. He's the acting U.S. attorney from the U S attorney's office and uh, to let us know that we had received an award from the U S attorney's office. And I was pretty shocked and, and just felt blessed. And they invited Lisa and I to uh, the 
the federal building in Chicago. It's the Dirksen federal building. It's where all of our governors get sentenced to prison. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I've actually, um, I've done a sex trafficking cover-up tattoo in the Dirksen federal building for a sex trafficking survivor uh, a few months back. And I've done a bunch of stuff with the U S attorney's office and uh, Felice Weiler is a victim services coordinator there and she does amazing stuff. She helps um, survivors of sex trafficking who are um, testifying against their pimps or traffickers. She helps coordinate their aftercare, their housing, their educational needs, their medical, their counseling, just the list goes on and on. And she works tirelessly uh, for the U S attorney's office. And she nominated us uh, for an award just for the work that we do to help uh, trafficking survivors cover and remove their tattoos, which is, it was a huge honor. I mean, obviously that's, you know, we don't, we don't do this kind of stuff for awards and stuff, but it's always very nice. And, and it's a special thing to be recognized, but especially by people that you respect so much, like the U S attorney's office. Uh, but we, uh, we received a, an award. Um, our friends, uh, Dr. Cassandra Ma from reclaim 13, which is a, an amazing organization here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, they operate a safe house for juvenile victims of sex trafficking, and Dr. Cassandra Ma does just phenomenal work. She's a an amazing speaker. She's somebody that I respect at a very, very high level, and I'm always blessed. Anytime I'm on a, a speaking panel with her or at an event with her, we've done so many different events together over the last few years, and they just do great work. I've learned so much from her. And also uh, our friends... Carrie Baca and uh, Mike Barker from the FBI, they're agents and they're pretty much the two most badass people I know. (laughs) And, uh, they, uh, they go in and they investigate and they shut down trafficking rings. And it's awesome because Carrie does, Carrie has this tradition every time they, they go out and execute an operation to shut down one of these rings. She'll, she'll call me and say, I can't tell you why, but just pray. Pray today at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you where. Can't tell you what. Can't tell you who. Right. But just pray. I'm like, okay. So we'll we'll get everybody together and we'll start praying for them. And she she does this this Facebook tradition that I love. It's my favorite thing I ever see on Facebook. It's uh, she'll post when everything's good and everything's over. She'll put dot 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 and justice exclamation point. And it's it is the coolest thing to see. I, Cause I always tell her, I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Like we'll be praying for you today at four, but all, and all I ask of you is just send me a message and let me know that you guys are safe. Um, because they, what they deal with is terrifying. It's, it's dangerous. It's unpredictable. Yeah. It's, it's, um, the, the craziest episode of law and order you've ever seen every single day of their lives. Um, they have families, <clears throat> they have daughters, and they are amazing people with huge hearts. They treat everybody with respect, even the perpetrators with respect. They get convictions, they get long convictions, they make a huge difference in the, the lives of the survivors. Um, these These two people are, they're my heroes for sure. And we laugh about it because they're always like, no way you are. I'm like, dude, I don't do anything compared to you guys. <laughs> <Right>. Like <clears throat> I just do a little piece. You guys do the big part. 
But um, <clears throat> Carrie, Carrie Baca and, and Mike Barker are amazing. And, and Carrie's husband, Tim, is an agent, too. And he got an award yesterday as well. So pretty awesome family there. right? And their daughter is uh, just a great kid. She, uh, Kenzie, for her birthday last year, <laughs> she told her parents, I want to have a birthday party. And they're like, yep, cool, no problem. She told all of her friends, she's like, I don't want any presents don't bring me any presents for my birthday just donate to ink 180 awesome <laughs> he's a special special young lady so um great people we love them to death and but yeah it was a real honor yesterday to go up to the the Dirksen federal building to go to this award ceremony with my wife lisa and um, i wore long pants because i was in a courtroom i was it was pretty uncomfortable but <laughs> if you guys know me i wear shorts all year even to shovel snow so but uh it was a great day, and it was really cool because we were sitting in this um, this courtroom and sitting there with all these um, and hearing these these awards uh, read out about what these people did to earn their awards. And there were some pretty amazing cops in there, and so it was cops and also you know civilian people like me. Um, but uh, it was it was really cool. There was a cop there that what, he was a part of a group that um, they made this huge arrest. And this guy walked into this courtroom and he, he looked first of all, he looked like CM Punk, the wrestler. Oh, really? Right. He walks in. He's wearing like tactical pants and a T-shirt and a bulletproof vest. And I look at this dude and he's got more tattoos than I do. Right. I was like, yes. Like, I don't feel like the dirtbag in the room. <laughs> right. You know? But I met the guy. His name was Chris as well. Just an amazing dude. And uh, we're probably going to hang out. I'm probably going to do some tattoos for him. But nice. good good guy. But no, it was it was cool hearing him. Just like drug busts and trafficking busts and fraud cases and all this stuff um, that these folks had won awards for. And it was just an honor to be a part of that for sure. And I just want to say thank you again to Felice Weiler and the U.S. Attorney's Office for that. Um, we will display that proudly for sure. Um, a lot of people have been messaging me lately or emailing me and telling me about like, like asking me questions about my health and, um, I am doing great. I'm feeling 20 years younger. If, uh, I don't know, you might be new to Inc. 180 and what's going on, but I'll give you the quick version. Uh, six months ago I was in a doctor's office and they thought I was having a stroke because my blood pressure was 210 over a hundred and I was almost 400 pounds and uh, just a health wise, physical health wise, I was a disaster. And I justified that just by saying, well, I'm busy and I don't have time to go work out and I don't have time to eat right. And, and all that. Um, I was laying in a hospital bed and I told God, I was like, all right, it's time for me to fix this. And I worked closely with my doctor, Dr. Dongri in, in Plainfield. He's an amazing guy. And he said, the way I see it, you have two choices. You can get it together and live, or you can keep going and just fade away. And that's all I needed to hear at 46 years old, you know, with my family. And I'm like, I have a lot more to do. So I got to work and, and he, my doctor played a huge role in that. My doctor and my cardiologist as well. Uh, but I'm doing great. My blood pressure is completely normal now. Um, I'm on the blood pressure medication for a year and then they're going to revisit that. 
Let's see if they can start taking me off of it. Um, I've lost 72 pounds in just Ooh. over six months. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, the question I get is, well, I've, I've been following that and I want to know what I have to do. My first disclaimer is this. What works for me might work for you, might not work for you. We all have to kind of find what works best for us. Here's what I know. Pills aren't the answer. Um, supplements aren't the answer. Yeah, I, I see I see people all over the place peddling their whatever. Yeah, I won't name any of the supplements, but selling these supplements online. Yeah, you know, you could you could lose all this weight and blah, blah, blah. Well, what happens when you start eating real food again? Here's what I did. Here's what I'm doing. Um, my doctor put me on a Mediterranean diet, which basically, you know, you can look it up. There's books for it. It's basically it's chicken and fish and fruits and vegetables. And I will tell you one of the things on that is since I started that, I have um, I, w- I was always a huge red meat guy. Like I would never say no to a steak. And it's not that I can't eat red meat. I just choose not to anymore. It doesn't really appeal to me anymore. Every once in a while I'll have steak, but it's it's definitely not the usual. Um, what I have found since I started eating this clean food is that my taste buds were detoxed mm-hmm. um, after years of just eating fast food and junk food and sugar and just garbage. Um, vegetables and fruit taste amazing. Uh, there's sometimes actually when <laughs> I'm eating fruit and it's almost too sweet. Oh, really? Yeah. Almost like, wow, this is really strong. Um, so yeah. So the Mediterranean diet, I drink between one and two gallons of water a day. And there are days where that is like a job to get in that much water. That's a lot of water Mm -hmm. to be putting in, but your body is 60% water. My body, when I started, this was about 70% fat. So I'm trying to flush all that out. Um, Water is a key. Water will also curb your your cravings for stuff. I have been tremendously blessed with the fact that I don't crave anything. I don't crave sugar. I don't crave junk food. I don't nothing. None of that. And there have been like one or two times. There have been a couple times where I've said, oh, man, you know, I'm starving. The only thing that's out here is Taco Bell and I'll have like a, a taco or something. Right. And I feel like death after I ate it because mm-hmm. it's just gross. Um, sorry, Taco Bell. Used <laughs> to love you. Not so much anymore. But uh, but I'll tell you, you know, a lot of people think that when you're trying to lose weight, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym for like two and a half hours a day. That's a huge part of it. Uh, working out is definitely a huge part. I do a 5K every single day. Well, six days a week. Um, do a 5K and I'm lifting weights now. Um, and I'm loving that cause it's a great stress reliever too. And I, mm. I'm getting, I used to work out a lot when I was younger and, and I was, I was in pretty decent shape, but it's been 20 years since that. But the crazy thing is how quickly you recover that muscle tissue that you used to have. Oh, yeah. like the body remembers it. Um, it's a great stress reliever. It's a great way to kind of center myself and start the day off. But I'll tell you the diet is 70% of weight mm-hmm. loss. You know, you can, 
you can work out all day. You can sweat your brains out. You can, you know, lift whatever you want to lift. You could lift a car, but if you don't eat right, it's not going to do you a bit of good. That's totally, I mean, it's, you have to have both you can't, and you can't just diet. And I mean, you, you can diet and you'll lose a little bit of weight, but yeah. once you hit that plateau, you're not getting over it. No. You have to work it off somehow while well, it's walking. Yeah. And just simple, simply walking. I mean, that's what you did. That's it. Started. Yeah. When I started, the doctor told me, he's like, all right, look, I want you to walk 20 minutes a day, four days a week. That's mm-hmm. it. Just walk. Don't speed walk. Don't run. Don't jog. Nothing. Just walk. Mm-hmm. And I did. Now, you know, I'm up to doing interval training on a treadmill doing a 5K, you know. And uh, it, it, here's the funny thing. A lot of my friends have, have approached me or sent me messages and stuff. And they're like, Chris, man, you've lost all this weight. That's so awesome. You should do the Chicago Marathon next year. I'm like, settle down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting healthy. I, I, my knees are in horrible shape. I will have my knees replaced probably in the next year. Um, I have no cartilage left in either. I've tried the injections, the synthetic cartilage, all that stuff. I've tried it all and it, it's too far gone. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a marathon runner. I'm, I'm getting my life back. This thing too is, as this is probably the most important thing that I'll tell you regarding health today. Don't say diet because that diet to me is temporary is like a life change. And the, the thing is once you, you kick this in and it becomes a habit, it's not a diet. It's just your life. This yep. is just how you live. You know, I, I see people that are like, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing this, this supplement for six months and I'm going to lose whatever. And mm-hmm. next summer I'm going to look great. Well, what happens in the fall? <laughs> you know, you can go back to that old, old way of living. And yep. it's just, you fall back into your old lifestyle yeah. and hibernate during the winter. And then you're like, you come out in spring, you're like, oh, man, I look like a teddy bear. What right. happened? Yeah. And my thing is, if I look at food too long, I'll gain weight. You know? <laughs> right. But, um, you know, just I, what I tell people is you, you have to be persistent. You have to battle through. There's been so many days where I'll wake up and I'll lay in bed and I'm, or I'm sitting there talking to Lisa and kids are getting ready for school. I'm like, I just don't feel like going to the gym. And then I gut it out and I get to the gym and I do, I put in my time and do my work and I leave there and I feel refreshed and so thankful that I did gut it out and go through and and get it done because it's, it's changed my attitude a lot. Um, It's given me energy. Uh, Lisa's kind of going through this now where she's starting to exercise and she's coming up on a birthday in January that I won't mention because she'll probably (laughs) kill me in my sleep. She's not old by any means, but she thinks she is. She's a beautiful woman that I love inside and out. And, uh, but she's going through, um, some stuff where she's working on her exercise and diet and stuff too. And, um, so I'm trying to kind of help her along very, very delicately. My wife's Italian. She, she gets a little fiery, but that's one of the things I love about her. But, uh, I'll go on the record and say, I've seen your wife a couple of times, you know, usually when I come here to record and yeah. If I had a guess her age right now, I would, no lie, honest to God, I'd guess 37, 38. She'll love you forever. Hey, I'm just. That's, She's a little bit older than that. I might be terrible at guessing ages, but that's what she looks like. All right. Well, at the risk of dying, she's going to be 45 in January. Oh, no, that's. That was for you. For yeah. Number one, not me. for her age. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. No, here, the thing is, like, she's. 
I'm 46. I'll be 47. And people think that I'm younger probably cause I dress like a punk kid and <laughs> I'm covered in tattoos. But, um, we, we, my, my dad did a lot of things wrong. He did most things wrong, but one of the things he said that always kind of stuck with me. And I, I, I look at this a different way than he intended it, but he used to say growing old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. We still live like kids. You know, we still love each other. Like we did when we were kids, we met when we were kids and we enjoy life. We have fun. We, we do our work and we're serious about our mission, but we have fun. And if you have fun in your life and, all that you'll you'll stay young forever i think but she's an amazing woman she's not old she's certainly not old and 45 is not old anyway not at all but it's funny when you're looking at 45 i remember when i turned 40 i tripped out i thought i was done i was like 40 it's ridiculous and now i'm like creeping up on 50 in a couple of years and i'm like oh man my bones are starting to ache and that's what that. happens but, it's like when you reach those peaks it's like well, it went so fast, but when you're in those valleys, yeah. quote unquote, it's just like it's going so slow. Yeah. But, you know, the, the coolest part about this whole health thing is, you know, I'm doing it now. I'm, I'm going to be 47. I'm, I'm feeling 20 years younger than I had in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'll go up to the city. We'll, we'll go up or I'll go up with Tyler when he does the street performing and we'll walk around and I'm lugging around music equipment. I'm like, I feel great, man. I'm like, let's go. And before I didn't want to walk upstairs to get socks, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'd be, or I'd walk upstairs in the house and I'd be out of breath. And um, now I'm counting my steps and counting ounces of water and, and all this stuff and measuring out food and, you know, counting sweat drops on the treadmill as I'm working out. It's, it's a different life, man. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, a lot of people have said, well, like, Chris is so great. You're doing this. Cause you know, just means you're going to be around a lot longer. And it's true because there were a lot of days where I felt before, like I just, I was lugging my way through life and I wasn't healthy. I knew it. And I, I just, I didn't, I didn't care enough about that to change it. Mm -hmm. All I cared about was my mission of, of Inc. 180 and doing the work that we're doing. And that's how I justified all that. I was like, I don't have time for it. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to be healthy. But you know what? I, I do look at it different now. I'm like, I have time to be healthy for my family mm-hmm. and for myself. And, for, you know, I want to live a long time. I, I don't want to go anywhere. Um, <clears throat> But it's been cool. You know, my, like today, Tyler and I are, are, after we're done with the podcast, we're driving over to Notre Dame for the Notre Dame USC game. And we're going to walk around that campus and take in all that that beauty that is Notre Dame in the fall and, and enjoy a great game and stuff. But before, man, I would have like sat in my house and watched it on TV and, <laughs> you know, best seat in the house. Yeah. Well tonight, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a good time. Some of my friends are in town from LA, some old friends and we're going to meet there for the game and have a great time. Even though that they're Dodger fans, mm. congrats to the Dodger fans out there though. I know it's always fun when your team hasn't been, that good since Kirk Gibson hit a home run. So congrats to all my LA people. So enjoy it. Enjoy it for sure. They fought that one hard and deserve it. And then God forbid the Yankees make it. <sighs> We're not even going to go there, but yeah, health stuff. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very simple. You need to find eating that works for you and everybody's body 
processes different types of foods mm-hmm. differently. So really see what works best for your body. Drink a lot of water and get yourself moving. That's the advice that I give people. It's not a, it's the thing I tell people it's, yeah, it's been not, it's really not been hard. It's really been pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I knew what I needed to do and I just did it. Right. Yeah. So and I got a lot of great support people around me to keep pushing me. It's funny though. One of the questions I get asked more than anything with regards to the whole health change is what about your tattoos? Like did anything happen to your tattoos? You've lost so much weight and blah, blah, blah. Only one of my tattoos has been affected and it's such a bummer because it's one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite ones. Uh, Sophie, my other artist here, started it for me right before all this happened about seven months ago. And um, we did or she did the Last Supper as Lego characters across my stomach. That's awesome. It, it is awesome, except now I've lost all this weight and I'm like starting to develop a core. It's not the tables like all wavy and crooked. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the last table or last supper table is on a waterbed or something, you know? But uh, yeah, that's the only one that's changed. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Let that tattoo change all it wants. I don't care. I, right. I want my health. I don't care about the tattoo. I mean, I love the tattoo, but it's uh, whatever. It is what it is. Honestly, um, as far as my other tattoos go, not affected at all and they won't be i mean usually that stuff is like if you're losing well well over like 150 pounds but um what i have found is my skin is a lot healthier because of the food that i'm eating and the working out and detoxing everything and um so my my tattoos are actually more vibrant and colorful and clear and everything so uh, but it's funny that people ask that because when people first start asking, I'm like, who cares about the tattoos? Like, I want my heart like to right. not explode, you right. know? But I mean, I get it. It's a it's a legit question. But uh no, no, no real problems with the tattoos, just benefits, but um so many benefits that outweigh the 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 downer of one tattoo biting the dust a little bit. But you know, and it's not just been for me, it's been for my family and, and a lot of my friends now are like they're showing up at the gym and like, Hey, what's up, Chris? I'm like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, man, you make me want to work out. So I'm like, totally. cool. I yeah. love it. Um, and I know that cause I have friends that I look at, I have a friend I, that we have to have on here at some point. I've, I've talked to him. Uh, I've talked about him before. I'm sure his name is uh, Casey Camel. He lives out in LA with his wife, Lisa, and they're phenomenal people, but real quick story on Casey, very inspirational guy. Uh, when he and Lisa got married, uh, years ago, they flew to Hawaii for their honeymoon. Casey's uh, just a incredibly fit. Casey and Lisa, they own Executive Fitness in Long Beach, California. If you're out there, check them out. They're awesome. Uh, very fit, very um, just committed to fitness and, and health. And uh, went to Hawaii for their honeymoon. The first day they were there, Casey dives in the pool and breaks his neck. In the hospital, doctors tell him you're never gonna walk again. Casey is like, "Yeah, BS. I'm gonna walk again." Mm-hmm. And this, this is totally paraphrased because this whole story is amazing. But uh, he uh, he walked, he, he walked again. He and his wife Lisa, like I said, they own Executive Fitness in Long Beach, and uh, the good side of Long Beach, not the LBC. Uh-huh. And uh, they're they're personal trainers, and Casey was like, he's all about like setting goals. Like I'm going to do this. And then he just does it. Right. 
he's this dude is just absolutely jacked right um he's uh he set a, a goal he said i want to do a triathlon not a marathon i want to do a triathlon I'm like this dude man and uh so he did he qualified or he did a he did like a mini iron man kind of thing okay. and did all that but he set a goal. He's like, I want to go and do the Kona Ironman in Hawaii, the big, big one, like right. the granddaddy of them I've all, heard of right? It. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he started working towards it, and he he qualified and went to do the Kona Ironman. Took it. His whole family was there, friends, everything. Mm-hmm. They go, gets ready the morning of the triathlon. He gets out there. He's killing it. And I'm watching him online. There's like a tracker. You can watch their progress. All right. I'm I'm in Chicago watching Casey do the Kona Ironman in Hawaii, and uh, he killed it on like the whole thing. He killed it, right? He finished it like just a few minutes short of the official. You you have to finish in a certain amount of time to mm-hmm. be official an official finisher. Yeah, he was just outside of that, Ugh. and it crushed him. He was pissed. He uh, he and his family went back to the hotel that night, and they're of course they're like amazed that he did this, right? right. Like he did, a, a he did ama- this dude did amazing. In my right. life, I could not do what he did that day, right? Right. And um, he is he's considered a disabled athlete. He has has some problems walking still and stuff, but it's not a problem for him. Like um, he's amazing. So he goes back to the hotel that night with his, his family. He's talking to his wife Lisa, and he goes, "We're going to do this again tomorrow." She's like, huh? Yeah, we're going to do this again tomorrow. She's like, okay. So he and Lisa get up the next day. He does the swim, the bike, and the run all on his own. Not It's not official. There's no Ironman people there to help him out, to like clear cars away and all that crap <laughs> right. too, right? And he finishes it within the time that it would have been, a, he would have been an official finisher. Right. And I'm just like, dude, like this guy is unreal like I, I look at Casey and like I haven't I haven't physically seen Casey in like five years it's yeah since Scotty passed and uh but I'm on Facebook with him all the time so mm-hmm. I see him and he's he does he continues to do these triathlons and just kills it he just did another one in Malibu and mm-hmm. won an award um for it and all, all kinds of stuff just really inspirational dude and he and his wife lisa are amazing people i'd love to have them on. that is completely amazing and right? as a personal trainer i mean how can you not be inspired with having him as a personal trainer dude, be like right? i broke my freaking neck i'm walking i'm doing personal training doing all these competitions yeah, yeah. like you can you know i think you can lose 30 pounds whatever right. any other client yeah like oh man and that's dude. exactly how i look at him i'm right. like like i and and I've told him this, like, I look at you, dude, and I'm, like, inspired by it because I'm, like, when I started this, I was, like, okay, my goal is to lose 100 pounds. And to some, that sounds like a big deal. Dude, compared to what Casey did and does and continues to do, that's not, that's crap, dude. Right. That's, like, that's a first, that's, like, a little goal, you know. Right. But, um, you know, Casey and Lisa are just such inspiring folks, and we love them a lot. Um, shout out to Casey and Lisa. So, yeah, I'd love to have them on. Yeah, this... The thing is, like, it's weird. I didn't have any idea how people would risk. I I didn't. I guess when I lost the 50, the first 50 pounds, I posted it on the Facebook page. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, look, I don't intend for this page to be the the Chris Baker weight loss journey page. (laughs) 
but yeah. people, man, people really respond to it when I put it up. So, and a lot of people respond by saying, Hey man, thank you. I'm now going to the gym. I'm eating right. I'm trying to get it together. Mm-hmm. My friend, Jennifer White at ICTSOS did this before me. that's one of the people that got me to be like, okay, I need to get off my butt. She goes and does boxing classes at title boxing in Wichita mm-hmm. and kills it. I went, <laughs> I went with her and a couple of my friend Jay and Ann Ellis and they went, they all go there and they took me when I was in Wichita for a boxing class. Mm-hmm. Dude, I thought I was going to die when it yeah. was over. This was like, I had lost, at that point I had lost like 40 pounds, I think, or maybe 40 or 50 pounds. And they're killing it. Like I'm never going to mess with Jen because she's smacking that bag like crazy. like Ronda Rousey, man. Right. No, I tell you what, my trainer uh, got into boxing a couple of years ago and he continues yeah. to train for it. And, um, a couple months passed after I had been using them and he goes, uh, you know what, would you mind if I start incorporating some of my boxing training into your regimen? Awesome. I was like, no, please dude, let's yeah. do it. And I'll tell you what, forget start like uh, cross training, nothing against those who do cross training. If that works nope. for you, that works for you. Um, but I can tell you what boxing kicks the crap out of cross training any day. Yeah, no doubt. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been fun to talk to people and and answer the questions. And you know, if you can help, like like I said, I had people like Casey and Jennifer and and all them, Lisa, to inspire me to to get myself going and get myself off of my butt. And people are telling me, well, Chris, you're doing that for me too. Like I'm at the gym now. I'm lo- I've lost twenty five pounds. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. you know. If if uh, something that we didn't intend to to be a big deal turned into a little bit of a deal to help some people out, that's that's a blessing too. And we'll we'll keep putting putting up updates, and we'll keep talking about it on here. And like, if you have any questions, you're struggling, you're hit, you know, you have any questions, you're looking for suggestions. I I can uh, maybe answer them, or I can point you in the direction. I can point you to Casey and Lisa. They'll they'll answer questions for you too. But um hit us up. We'd love to, we'd love to be here for you. And you know, it's funny. We're at Inc. 180, that little tattoo ministry outside of Chicago. And it's like, God's taken things in so many different directions. I, I didn't see this whole weight loss thing being any part of kind of like any form of ministry, but who knows? Like who knows what it, what it does. Um, Health is important. I never, I took it for granted for a long time. And you only get one shot at it. You only get one body. You only get one life. So if you take care of it, you can do a lot more good work in the world and be there for your family and your kids and not miss out on stuff. So get to work. Just kidding. Love you guys. Um, just one quick announcement before we uh, wrap things up for today. And I, I point the car towards Notre Dame. Uh, on Thursday, November 9th at... 7 p.m. I'm going to be at a place called My Half the Sky. It's a really cool coffee house in Wheaton, Illinois. They just showed our documentary. They do a lot of amazing work um, to help the fight against sex trafficking. And uh, they have amazing free trade coffee. And I'll be drinking a lot of amounts of black coffee that night. So come join me. I'd love to uh, talk to you. I'm going to be talking about Inc. 180, the mission of Inc. 180, the the different ways that we work to uh, and, and partner with others to fight sex trafficking. I'll, I'll be answering questions from people. 
Uh, I'll be there until the last question is answered. So come on out, bring your friends. Again, it's Thursday, November 9th, my half the sky in Wheaton, Illinois, 7 p.m. It's free. Come get some coffee. Support those guys. They do great work. And uh, what are we going to close this one out with today? KB? KB. KB, bring it. Not today, Satan. You guys have a blessed week. We love y'all. Take care.